Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. All right, everybody, welcome back to Nebraska Hawks Nest. We are lucky enough to be joined by Epi Epineza, the father of AJ Epineza uh, for the Buffalo Bills, formerly of the Iowa Hawkeyes. Sir, how you doing right now? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to, to be able to sit and talk with us. So we're really oh. excited to talk to you. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, wanted to have you talk a little bit about your journey to the University of Iowa. Um, you yourself have a very interesting story about how you ended up at Iowa. Um, can you tell us a little bit about um, how you found out about the University of Iowa, um, got onto the football program, and, and what really drew you to Iowa? Um, I didn't even know. I didn't know anything about the University of Iowa. Um, I went to Iowa Western College down in Mount Pleasant, Iowa. I was recruited there by a Samoan uh, coach named Mike Fanoga. And Mike Fanoga, they said. And then um, uh, when I was there, uh, there was a baseball player um, uh, uh, <clears throat> that was telling me, hey, you know, after some uh, couple seasons there that I was playing there, um, there was a baseball player there um, that uh, his, his auntie, was Secretary Amy Thomas at Iowa. So he was telling me, hey, what are you doing here? You want to go uh, check out the next level for the game? You know there's there's a higher level of football, you know, other than Iowa Wesley. And then I told him, no, I didn't know anything about it. So he gave me the number, the 1-800 number to call um, his auntie, Amy Thomas, you know. And then that's how I got connected up there with uh, Coach, uh, Coach Austin. John okay. Austin. So he was a defensive lineman coach at the time. So that's how I get the the, the hookup with Iowa. And they invited me to come to uh, one of the evening practice. So um, I, I, I my coach at the time at Iowa Westland is uh, Jim Cox. He was um, he's one of those uh, awesome human being and one of the actually Hall of Fame for the state of Iowa high school. You know Jim Cox. Okay. He he took me up to Iowa City and then walked me in and. 
and met all the, the coaching staff. And then, of course, met Hayden Fry. So it was pretty cool. You, uh, uh, at your time at Iowa, you had some characters on your team, some pretty larger than life personalities. Um, can you tell us about maybe that one guy, or maybe even there's two or more that um, really just were super intense, brought it every day, that were maybe a little bit wild and crazy, that you're like, man, this guy's out of control. He's nuts. Like, you know, what, <laughs> what type of guy was like that that you played with on the program? Was there, or was there one? Oh yeah, there is one. He was my roommate. It was Tim Dwight. Yeah, um, that's the right guy for you. And uh, he was right with my roommate. I walk in my room. They assigned me a room at uh, Slater Hall, and then walk in there, and then walk in, get my stuff in there. I didn't have much, you know. Um, set up my suitcase and all that, and then here he walk in, and he was screaming at me, "Hey, what's up, dude?" You know. <laughs> and then I start hugging him, and I didn't even know who he is, you know. And then um, he, he's that guy you were asking for. Um, he's down to earth and he's a wild dude, hardworking human being. And then um, it uh, kind of helped me, you know, um, trying to adjust to Iowa City because he's from there. So I didn't I didn't even know he was from there until we start, you know, get to hang out and talking. And so he's that guy. He's very energetic and. He's all all balls in, man. He don't even care. <laughs> He's had no fear in that man's office. So man. it was awesome. It was fun to be around somebody, you know, local and and a teammate that um took care of me. His family took care of me too. Uh, treated me like, you know, their own since I'm like overseas kid that came up far, far away. So I mean, a lot of folks up there took care of me up there. So I am grateful and blessed that I went to the University of Iowa and get to meet Tim Dwight and then a lot of my teammates that um, goes along, you know, through the journey. So I remember I um, I was lucky enough to see him run as, as a senior in high school. Um, I had a relative of mine that was running in a state uh, state track meet, and uh, Tim was a senior had committed to Iowa. I'm like, this is a grown man out here on the track, just ripped out of his mind. And, know. you know, the guy, lo the guy lost his hair at a really early age. I mean, he was like 18. <laughs> he was bald already. He had I a know. really pretty deep receding hairline. I'm like, this guy looks like he's 35 years old, ripped out of his mind out here on the track, ready to run with these high school kids. He blew everyone out of the water. Of course, he was by far the fastest person out there. So they didn't, they didn't yeah. call him white lightning for no reason. Yeah, I, I I used to make fun of most of my my uh, my teammate. You know, I used to tell them, "Hey, man, we we they have a race or something. We have a competition at practice or whatever." And then my man blew everybody out. And then uh, I used to tell him, "Damn, my room dog just blew all of you guys." <laughs> my room dog, he was the fast. I still am now. He's like the fastest white boy ever, man. That oh, fast. So it, it, it was fun to be around him. Yeah. That's awesome. He he's one of my all-time favorite Hawkeyes for sure. He's the guy had speed that I I don't think we've ever seen at the University of Iowa before or since then. Um, you were um, lucky enough to during your time you got to play for Coach Hayden Fry, um, an all-time Iowa legend, uh, one of the best to ever do it. Uh, what can you tell us about what it was like playing for Coach Fry uh, and what type of guy he was? Yeah, so Coach Fry was like Superman, you know, that that man um, care for everyone. It's like everybody's are his children, you know. Uh, I wish my mom and dad get a chance to to meet him, you know, and drop me off like everybody else did, you know. But uh, 
he worries about me a lot. You know, um, he want to make sure I'm taken care of. He want to make sure because uh, I'm the, one of those kids that the farthest kid that ever went to, to the football program. I came from American Samoa down in the sub-Pacific. And then uh, he always worry about, you know, uh, if I'm taken care of, you know, did I eat or whatever, because I came in as a walk-on. So I usually don't even go with the scholarship kids, but I go on the, the regular cafeteria. So, and then he always uh, asked me, did I eat right or whatever? But I told him, yeah, everything is taken care of. So, um, and then he's all business. When it's time to, to, to go to practice, if everybody's uh, um, not doing their job, you know, that man will tell you in your face, you need to start doing your job or, or you need to, start running so mm. he's he, an amazing uh, human being he uh coach fry had style and swagger before coaches had style and swagger he was one of the first guys with the with the white pants and the shades and oh, I, oh, he's, yeah. he's more stylish now than or back then than anyone is even now yeah yeah that that, that guy was like that it was pretty awesome it was yeah. such a blessing to you know we didn't even know that in the young age when we first came into the program until today's world now, I mean, it's just a blessing just to play under, you know, Hayden Fry and his staff. Yeah, well, he's a legend. So that's we're lucky that he decided to come to the University of Iowa. So um, can you tell us a little bit about um, I'm, I'm very intrigued and interested to hear about AJ's recruiting process coming out of high school. Um, five star recruit, um, heavily, heavily recruited. Uh, everybody wanted AJ. Um how crazy was his recruiting process um, and what other schools was he considering other than Iowa and what made him eventually choose to go with the Hawkeyes? Um, AJ, AJ, um, there's so many, uh, a lot of these guys want him, but uh, we just want to make sure we, he goes closer. Like uh, we picked out five schools out of uh, around our house. I mean, like uh, probably four to five hour drive. You know, mm -hmm. we picked up those schools and then we picked uh, uh, Michigan, we picked Notre Dame, and then we we uh, we chose uh, Missouri and Oklahoma and um, and Iowa. What, what, what is that five? <laughs> yeah, it's OK um, if it's more. <laughs> so we start going to visit these schools. We drive first. We drive first at uh, Michigan and um, uh, we go to. We go to Michigan, and then we went to Notre Dame, and then we came back. We went to Oklahoma, and then we came back, and then we went to Missouri, and then we we end up uh, we put uh, Iowa last. So Missouri was uh, super close because AJ really enjoyed uh, uh, Gary at Missouri at the time, and then there's a defensive lineman coach there, uh, uh, Greg Gogolski. You know, um, he he's he was uh, Coach Cool back then. He was the guy that was, you know, pumping all these uh, NFL guys, defensive linemen from the University of Missouri up, and they were they were they were doing an amazing job hosting hosting us, and an amazing job coming over and visit. I mean, it, it's uh, it, they did a good job, you know, for for H and H. I really really enjoyed the defensive lineman coach. So um, we were getting close there, you know, Iowa, you know, he, he grew up as an Iowa kid, you know, but uh, at, at first, you know, AJ, you know, he's been there like a thousand times before we even start our, our, our recruiting. So, um, and then when we start getting into it, you know, and then he start figuring more and more that, you know, 
oh man, you know, walk into a game. Like for example, when we went to uh, one visit, our first visit when we came and then they took us to a basketball game. So we came out of um, uh, <clears throat> of the back and then got, got into uh, almost to the front. And then uh, uh, the, fir the first person that came over, it was my man, uh, um, uh, what, what's his name? Uh, John. John, John, man, I can't believe I'm, I'm not even thinking of John. Um, uh, who's that? Stephanie? John Steph? Yeah. So John came over and then uh, start greeting everybody, you know, and then he saw us. He was so um, amazed just to, to see us. And then uh, when nobody even figured out who we are and when we start, first start walking in. So that was our first visit. And then as soon as... Uh, uh, somebody was up on the stand. They figured out who I was, was standing over there in Carver. So they start screaming my name. So when I start looking, so they figured out that was AJ. So, and then all of a sudden, so they start screaming, Hey, AJ, come to Iowa. You know, you belong here. Come to Iowa. So that whole side, that whole side over there in Carver start cheering AJ, come to Iowa. So AJ, come to Iowa at this, this time, you know, it, people start seeing us walking in that John was John Streif. Okay. You know, my man, John Streif. So John Streif is the first person who greeted us walking in the carver. So it was awesome, you know, cause I was pretty close to John. So, um, yeah. so we walk in and then the more we get in deeper into the, the, the arena and then the more people start chanting his name, AJ come to Iowa, AJ come to Iowa. So, you know, before we even went to that, that game, you know, he's kind of like, you know, I told, we told him, me and my wife um, told him, and um, I said, don't go to Iowa because we went to Iowa. You know, go to Iowa because you love Iowa the way we love Iowa. So um, when we got there, you know, he's all not even sure, still thinking about more things. He's a young kid. He wasn't even straight then. And then all of a sudden, when that happened in Carver, you know, and uh, it starts from this side of Carver and then go around. And then all of a sudden, the whole arena start chanting his name, H.A. Come to Iowa. AJ come to Iowa. So I'm like, uh, my man, I look at him. I said, hey, hey, welcome to Iowa, buddy. You know, and welcome to Iowa. So, and then he started figuring out. He didn't say nothing to me. But um, when we went home that day, he told his mom he made up his mind. So he didn't say nothing, but he told his mom he made up his mind. You know, that was pretty awesome when all the fans in Carver started chanting his name, come to Iowa. So it was awesome. That's that's one of the special things about Iowa is, you know, once once you're you know part of the part of the program, part of the team, part of the system, you you're a part of it for life, as you know. And you know, fans always remember you; they never forget. And I you know I remember I ran into you. I think it was two years ago in Ann Arbor, um, outside of Michigan Stadium after we'd had a tough loss there. And you know, I came up and said hi to you, and you couldn't have been any nicer. And it was. It was pretty cool. Just, uh, you know, I'm like, I, I look at you like I knew you. I'm like, Epi, what's up? And you're like, hey, man, what's going on? I don't know who the heck you are, but uh, how's it going? And you took a picture with us and stuff. So that was pretty cool. So we appreciate that a lot. Oh, it's awesome. Um, Iowa people deserve whatever, you know, when we're around. So because, um, you know, it made it made my my journey a lot funner, you know, because of the people of Iowa and because of. Uh, family that that took me in when I was up there. So whenever I go to those those towns that that I know the families and 
and friends are in. So I want to make sure I take care of them. You know, I even told my kids, if you ever see anybody walk by, you know, you got to stop and make sure you take care of them. Picture, autograph, whatever, just take care of them. You know, they're, they're amazing people because, you know, I, I am the guy, you know, I am the, the witness for that. You know, um, they took care of me my whole time and my whole journey. Well, you clearly have instilled a high level of character in all of your kids. Um, I, I thought it was it was on, it's always on display how good a character these kids are, and it it comes so naturally because it's authentic. And uh, I remember we were at Kinnick at Kids Day a couple years mm-hmm. ago, and AJ, um, I think they were getting ready to do a, a the team photo shoot that day. AJ's crossing the street, and we kind of pull up in our car, and he stops all of his teammates and puts his arms out and waves us to go by. I think oh, that's that's, cool. that's a classy kid. You know what I mean? Like I was just like star player of the team, setting an example, and I'm like, kids, like take note of that right there. Like pay, they're like, whatever, dad. And I'm like, pay attention. <laughs> that's how it need how it's done. He's a respectful kid and doing things the right way. So I thought that was pretty cool. Nobody was ever going to recognize him or notice him for that, but he did it because it was the right thing to do. So um, uh, that's very cool. Uh, I don't know if you know, too, how it's kind of blown up. You're getting a little bit famous for these workouts that you do in your neighborhood. Tell us a little bit about how that got started because I've heard a little bit of the stories and it sounds pretty cool um, how that whole thing got going. Well, um, it started with my own kids, you know, uh, my daughter, you know, uh, I used to make them my daughter and some of my nephews and nieces that comes from California, my brothers and sisters, kids that come here. So it's, I make them run in the, my backyard and then I'll make them run around the area because it's kind of like a nice little subdivision here. You can, it's, I already measured from here, from the other side is about two miles from every corner that I run. I, I already measure all that. So I kind of knew how to, to make these guys run and I'll tell them what time. But basically, it's trying to keep them keep them uh, together. You know, uh, most of these kids here, they don't understand what, uh, um, you know, being a team player, being a, uh, an amazing teammate to each other and being an amazing son. You know, I've seen some of my, my kids' friends, uh, they talk back to their parents a lot. You know, I've seen them, I've seen them in town. So I told my kids, you know, see that kid right there? You're friends with him. You're done friend with that guy. If he's coming over, I'm going to make sure I'll talk to him. And um, I grew up in a Samoan culture that, you know, you got to, you know, it's all about God, family and everything else. And we're not even allowed to talk back to our moms and dads and then older brother, older siblings, not even cussing, you know, to nobody. You're not even allowed to do that. You know, when we grew up, you know, as kids back in Samoan Island. So, um, when I came here, I hear all my, my kids' friends start talking like that. So it's just a little little something for me to make sure I share what I do with my family, with all their friends and kids from in town so they can experience uh, being good teammates and bit, being a good team players and, and let them know what it is and then share my experience as a football player and whatever levels I went through to, to make sure to talk to them about it and then, make, and then let them know, you know, the coaches are – are here believe in what they do because most of them they talk behind their backs and coaches here in town and then um, um for me experience and watch the the coaches what they do even if they don't even have experience playing in whatever level and for whatever that they're teaching the kids you know i understand the stuff that they're doing which is what what most of these kids here 
my kids' age, you know, from my daughter to AJ to Eric, and then now to my son, Yosef's uh, friends, then they need to understand that, you know, the values of, uh, you know, respectful and be respectful to your elders and, and, and things like that. So um, we run a lot of drills here just to keep, when it gets closer to the football season, it, it's not just football players, it's, it's uh, from wrestling to baseball to volleyball, uh, soccer and most of those kids that friends with my kids, they run with me here during the summertime. It's just because of that area. Mm-hmm. So when they get to uh, to to these coaches, they're prepared to to hear and listen and trust the process to make sure they go to to join this 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 team and then be a winning team. You know, I said you can't be going into these teams and you talk bad about the coaches. You don't even believe what the coaches are doing. You know, and then. And then another biggest thing that I do it is because if I train my kids by themselves, they're probably already burnt out. You know, having their friends and kids that they're friends with with me to do that, it push them and motivate them to get the job done and get them in shape, you know, way before the sport starts. So yeah, that's the main thing. <clears throat> that's pretty fantastic, though, that, you know, you were able to be that big of an influence in not only your kids' lives, but, mm-hmm. you know, other kids' lives as well. And, you know, I- I'm telling you, the the conversations about, you know, the kids showing their parents respect and the coaches respect, there needs to be more of that in the world. And it's very cool to hear you say that and um, that you're instilling those, you know, those beliefs and those morals and, you know, like not only your kids, but other kids as well. That's that's something that's priceless that they could probably they never be able to pay you back for. So that that's pretty huge. See, the recruiting nowadays is um, they don't even they come and and watch you play. You're a good football player, but the biggest thing that they're they're coming and and ask for these kids. It don't matter what university you go to. I have so many friends that coach in Division One, and so many relatives that coach. And then um, that's the first thing they're asking: Is he? Uh, how's his family, you know, how's his attitude and then how many siblings and how many, whatever, you know, that's the stuff that they teach these kids. And then that's what I'm trying to bring it to them. You know, um, the, the, the stuff that I share with them, which is what my parents told me is the way you speak and the way you walk, it identify you what kind of family you're coming from, you know, and that's the reality of everything. If you come in and then start showing attitude to these coaches and, and these teachers at school, you know, they can tell what kind of family you're coming from, you know, but when you come in respectfully and then take good care when listen to what they're telling you, you know, they already have you on their good list. So make sure, you know, um, just, just follow that for the rest of your life. You don't even remember, just remember that, you know, the way you speak and the way you walk, that's how people, you know, um, uh, find out what kind of family you're coming from. So now we got your son, Eric at Iowa, which is awesome. Um, he is currently a walk on there. How are things going there for him? How's his development coming along and have they decided on what position he's going to be playing? Uh, it has everything going for him right now. He's doing good. You know, um, I trust in those guys up there, you know, they're good teachers and, you know, th- that's what they do for a living. And, you know, I drop him off there and get the, to the coaches and, and uh, uh, I know they're going to take care of him and they're going to make sure that Eric's going to do his job. You know, um, Eric make his decision to, to, 
They're not going to some of these schools that offer him scholarship, but he wants to walk on at Iowa. And then, you know, we're, we're happy and we're excited. And then we're looking forward to, uh, for his journey too. And then he's uh, enjoying every minute, you know, of, of, of his journey up in Iowa. So um, we're excited and can't wait to, he, he's up there. He's going to play outside linebacker and then okay. he's going to, he's going to be a long snapper, you know? So um, those are the position he's going up there for, because that's what he played in high school. He, he plays, he plays a lot, believe it or not. He, Eric plays a lot of stuff. Um, he's one of my kids that, that work even harder than my daughter and AJ. So this mm. guy worked his butt off for whatever he get he's got right now, you know, and AJ and Sam, you hardly see them moving. And then, you know, they're like on the top of their world, but uh, Eric, Eric, Eric works hard. So I'm, uh, we're excited to see what Eric can do up at Iowa and show coach Ferentz and, and coach Wallace and everybody up there that, and coach Woods that he's there for a reason. And then um, he, he's there to work. All right. Well, we're excited to see him play too. And that that's been the word about him too, is that he's going to outwork people. And so that's pretty cool to, um, it's going to be cool to see him play. And the only one we missed out on so far was your daughter. I believe she played at Purdue, correct? Played volleyball. She played at Purdue and I'm blessed that my daughter played for Dave Shondell and, and, uh, his family there in Purdue, you know, such an amazing journey there with my daughter. I'm glad they took, took my daughter there. And, uh, uh, we were trying to see if Iowa can see it, but they they couldn't even see see her until um, um, one of my one of my my uh, good friend. He's the he's the he's the head coach for golf there at Iowa. So okay. um, it's Tyler Tyler Stiff. So okay. um, so he mentioned something to them and tell them, hey, you know, you guys ever have a chance to check out this kid from Edwardsville, you know? And um, I was kind of mad telling uh, telling them and tell them, hey. You know, Iowa State's been camping in front of my house. You know, they want my daughter. And then I haven't even seen the Hawks coming even coming even close, not even come close to my front door. But uh, Iowa State, you know, uh, came a lot of times and then uh, to our club team and then the uh, club coach was telling them, uh, do you know uh, where he went to school, that guy, <laughs> Sam's dad? <laughs> so and then the coach at Iowa State was like, uh, no. So they told him, uh, they told her, you know, you know, they went to Iowa, both of them. So it was like, oh, are you serious? <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny, you know, to, for the Iowa so, State coach to come come for my daughter. That That is interesting. I'm sure he was thought he was coming into the hornet's nest for a, a Hawkeye's <laughs> house right there. Like, it's enemy territory for those guys. Yeah. So anyway, so when they do the, there was a power leak going on in St. Louis. And that's when I first saw the coaches that from Iowa showed up at the power league for volleyball for my daughter. So uh, she played on one of the, the top club team here uh, in the Midwest. And then when those guys showed up, you know, the coach came up to me. So I told I told them in, in their face, I was like, oh, finally showed up, huh? You know, yeah. where you guys been? Are you guys sleeping or something? And then, you know, and then the next thing you know, um, they, they let those guys go the next year. So which is you know, too bad for them that they didn't even see my daughter, but it's a blessing for us to, you know, maybe that's the reason why so we can meet Dave Shondell, Purdue and his staff because yeah. um, they did an amazing job with my kid. And, you know, we had a great experience with Dave and he's, he's the best, you know, I'm, I'm still blessed that he, uh, he, he gave my daughter a chance to, to come to, to Purdue to play volleyball. 
Well, everything happens for a reason. So clearly yes, it was meant right. to be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wanted to ask you too about, um, you know, it ended up being um, working out pretty darn well. Ended up being a blessing in disguise. Um, tell us a little bit about um, AJ's draft process. Um really going later than ever than I thought a lot of most everyone thought he we were he was going to be a definite first rounder no question about it and with him slipping to the second round and going to Buffalo tell us a little bit about what the feeling was with the family uh during draft day well it was disappointing for for us to see him you know he was kind of sad in a way but at the same time you know um that was our first time we didn't even know it was just going through, you know, the whole journey and enjoy every minute of it. And then uh, uh, at the same time, you know, we see him kind of sad about the, the whole thing. And then we just want to uh, make sure he's enjoying his time. And then we're we're just blessed that uh, Buffalo give him a chance. And then uh, we're blessed that he's up in Buffalo, you know, for his first year to experience that for his first year. So, yeah, it was, I mean, Everybody know now, you know, what, what happened to AJ Panessa's draft draft deal. So, but uh, um, it, it was such a, such a, a blessing for our family just to, to be, be side by side with him and then try to walk through the whole thing. Cause you know, that was our first time going through something like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, is he all settled up there that I'm taking it? Did he get like an apartment and is he living up there? Yeah, He's, good. he's, he's, he's got himself a place up there. Okay. Good. Yeah. Good. Well, that's good. We wish him nothing but the best and continue to watch every Buffalo Bills game to try to see AJ get in there every chance, you know, that they give him. So um, he got a great, you know, he got on a great team. So, you know, he got he got onto a good situation and they had a really good year his first year there. So hopefully they'll just continue to, you know, keep climbing and, and get to the mountaintop here soon. Yes, sir. That was pretty, that was pretty awesome. It was such a such a great experience just to watch him grow and grow into who he is today and, and coming from high school to Iowa and then to, you know, to Buffalo. So it is, it's such a, an amazing thing, you know, for, for him and showing, you know, all the younger kids in the area and Iowa and everywhere, and, and, you know, you, you came a long way and then you got to put in the work to, to go some places like Buffalo. So I know for, for, for a fact that he's been, He's been working his butt off, you know, from younger age until, you know, now. So, yeah, you know, we're blessed. We're blessed to, to, to see that for, for, for AJ. No, that's, it, it's been really cool. So, you know, some things like that, like we just said, you know, end up happening for a reason. Um, so he ended up in a great situation. So you, you couldn't ask for anything more than that. Um, I wanted to know a little bit if you've had any interactions when uh, being around. I don't with the COVID year, probably not as much. But with the Bills Mafia, they're pretty uh, well known in the sports community as being some pretty rabid, crazy fans, but also doing yeah. a lot of really positive things for the community. Uh, Absolutely. What's your interactions been like with the Bills Mafia so far? Well, um, that's like you said, we have COVID and, and, and all that stuff is kind of limit our, us from going to, to see him. We haven't, we, they don't allow us to see any players, not even families, but, uh, we were able to go to some games and then, uh, uh, they limit people to go to the playoffs. So, uh, I have my, um, my youngest son and my wife got to go up there and then enjoy a Buffalo game for the first time. But um, hopefully, you know, we get a, a, a chance to go and and then experience that you know, that whole thing, you know, 
um, um, next year or so. So, but uh, we're trying to learn the, the the Buffalo way from the game one to until this last last game they play in Kansas City. So it was awesome because um, um, I got to break a break a table, broke a table for him. <laughs> I was going to ask you that. Represent my my son, represent my son. So I got to that got in and then after the first game when Buffalo won the game. So uh, we went to the backyard and then my, my younger boys, uh, Eric and his younger brother set up the, the table and my tires that I flipped so I can jump on it and flip over, flip over the table. So it was, it was awesome because um, it made everybody's day here. And then of course it went crazy on Twitter. It went crazy, yeah. <laughs> it went crazy on that because it was my, my first time breaking the table. So, since we're on the, the mafia's family, so um, that was our way to break it in for for me to get up and break the table, just for AJ and uh, the Buffalo Mafia up in Buffalo. So if anybody that's watching this doesn't know what the heck we're talking about with these tables, you need to get on and Google Bills Mafia because they yes. get wild. Yeah, it's it's my family in in on the island, and then my family in Hawaii and California and Utah. You know, some of them knew and some of them are like, man, he's probably drink a lot of beer for him to go break the table. Why did he <laughs> jump on the table? You know, and then uh, most of our relatives shared to them, hey, go watch this. That's what the team H is on. You know, that's what they do. They they do that for fun and they do that for, for a reason to get their, their fans fan base going. So and then before the, the midseason, everybody already knew from my side of the family. So it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, the, those fans are pretty great. And it's almost like a college football atmosphere there, you know, with the it tailgating is. and getting wild before the games. It's super cool. Yeah, I can't wait to go because um, I know um, it's, 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 it's almost like Iowa City, actually. You know, it's a small town. They love their football, you know, and then they, they're diehard uh, football fans up there. So it, we're, it's, it's kind of excited to, you know, I can't wait to have a, an opportunity to go up there and and then do something like that with everybody. So it would be cool just to take my my family to go up there and check it out. So yeah, I'm sure it'll be a really <laughs> cool experience. Though those those Bills yeah. Ma Bills Mafia guys might be a little intense and a little wild, but <laughs> they're gonna have a good time with you. That's for sure. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> hey, well, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. I know you have a ton going on, and um, you know, just a sincere thank you to everything uh, you've done for Iowa football, AJ, uh, and your whole family for being such great representatives and advocates of the Iowa football program. And you know, we wish you and your family, and you know, especially we got Eric coming through the system. Wish you guys nothing but the best, and uh, thank you for coming on Nebraska Hawks Nest and, and chatting with us today. Yeah, thank you, man. Thank you for having me. And then uh, uh, all the Hawkeye fans in Nebraska, go Hawks. You guys remember what happened last year when we went to Nebraska. It was fun. That was fun. I was there, and it was so fun to be there and beat Nebraska. You got that right. Oh, it feels good. <laughs> Six years in a row, Appy. Let's keep it going. Let's keep that train yes, going. Yep, that's right. Thanks, man. I all appreciate right. you for having me. All right, we appreciate you. Go Hawks. Go Hawks, baby. Go Hawks.